praise God. So we're going to conclude the matter. We bless God for you all. We're going to conclude the matter. Amen. Habits of a finisher. Amen. Habits of a finisher. On the last time that we talked about a finisher, we defined what a habit was. And a habit is an acquired behavior pattern. Say it again. A habit is an acquired behavior pattern. Amen. Regularly followed until it becomes almost involuntary. We'll say that again. It's inquired. So anything that is acquired is intentional. It's intentional. It's on purpose. It's an on purpose uh, acquired behavioral pattern. It's intentional. Amen. Regularly followed until it becomes almost involuntary. Amen. That's the definition of a habit. It's a custom. It's a regulation, tendencies. Amen. Characteristics that we have acquired intentionally, but we've done them so regularly. We've done them so consistently until it's almost involuntary. It's just something that, that we just do. Praise God. And one of those habits is that of prayer, that of being in the word of God, that of rightly dividing the word, habits like great good fellowship. Praise God. All of these things that we're talking about um, refer to habits that successful people in the kingdom uh, have. They acquired those behavioral patterns and followed them until they're almost involuntary. Amen. And all successful people uh, share uh, similar or like habits. Amen. All successful people, they have some of the similar habits in all people who, uh, for the lack of better words, unsuccessful or haven't finished what they started. Those have the same patterns as well. Glory to God. And so the a finisher, a finisher finds out what works and does it so regularly, perform that pattern so regularly until it's almost involuntary. Don't even think about it. Know what time it is, know what day it is. And we found out if I do this on a consistent, regular basis, that the result is going to take me to another place in God. Amen. And I'm going to fulfill the call of God on my life. Amen. I will say this, and this is important. There's a difference between receiving a mantle and maintaining one. There's a difference between receiving one and maintaining. Amen. And that maintaining is when we can do it so effectively and efficiently on a constant basis, praise God, until we're, we're always flowing in that. And it's not just a periodic thing. It's not just a, it's not just a thing that we do now and again. Amen. We have to stand in that thing. Praise God. For example, the mantle of intercession. It's one thing to get a mantle. It's another thing to have the lifestyle, to have the behavioral patterns that will cause us to maintain it and operate it in it in a consistent basis. Glory to God. The habits of a finisher. Glory to God. The other thing that's important is that no believer should be meandering around, wandering Amen. Lost in the spirit, not knowing what's next in their personal life as well as in the corporate life. And I mean the rest of the body of Christ when I say corporate. Praise God. No believer should be meandering around lost, 
not knowing what's next, not, amen, able to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, amen, and what the Spirit of God is saying to us personally, amen. Why? Because it's the master is going to come one day, and none of us want to be caught with our works undone. None of us want to be caught with our works undone. Glory to God. So this is important for us. This is not a take it or leave it. This is important because when he comes, we want to hear him say, well done, that good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Now, amen, I'm going to make you ruler over many. Amen. So that's what we want. We want to be found doing when the master comes. We want to be found completing. Amen. So our assignment is to make ready a people that's prepared for the coming of the Lord. Amen. That's, our, that's what we're pressing towards. And this is our assignment in the Lord Jesus Christ. Our scripture reading for tonight is out of 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, starting at verse 20. Amen. We're going to read down uh, through verse, I don't know, look like to me, verse 34. However, my emphasis is only in verse 33. My emphasis is in verse 33, but it seems as though if you don't get the whole matter in the chapter, as though it's just some random statement. But in reality, it's not. It is included. It is included and it is a uh, conclusive statement. Amen. It's a summation of a thought that we have to get and we'll start reading at, at verse 20. Now, before I read, let me just bring you up to speed. In the church at Corinth, there were some erroneous doctrine that has gone about saying that there was no such thing as resurrection from the dead. There's no such thing as resurrection. And so Paul, to verify, to validate concerning the, the resurrection, amen, he makes it plain that Christ was raised from the dead. Amen. He starts out by, amen, validating the eyewitnesses that, amen, he was seen by Cephas or Peter and the twelve. And then after that, he was seen by over 500 brethren, amen, of whom the great part that remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. Amen. Uh, and so he talks about these infallible proofs, amen, these infallible proofs of the, amen, the, re the reality of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. And he says that if, if Christ is preached that he has has been not been raised from the dead, has been preached that some he is raised from the dead. How does some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. So he's laying the foundation and he's dealing with this doctrine that has gone out to try to make the people stumble in regard to the resurrection. Glory to God. So verse 20 opens up and says, but now Christ is risen from the dead. And that's where we'll start. And it's in the middle of a conversation, but go back and read chapter 15, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1 through 19, and you can come up to speed in your Bible study time. Glory to God. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first, the first fruit of those who fall asleep. Christ is first. The word in the Greek is proton. He's first. He's preferred first. He's first in line. He's first in rank. 
He's the first fruit, amen, of those who have fallen asleep. He's the firstborn of all creation. He's absolutely first. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 21 says, For since by man came death, by man, that's a capital M, also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. He's making this first Adam and the second Adam comparison. Verse 22, 23, but each one in his own order. Christ, the first fruit afterwards of those who Christ, amen, at his coming. Christ, the first fruit afterwards, those who are Christ at his coming. Then comes the end, amen, when he delivers the kingdom, amen, to God the Father who puts an end to all rule, all authority, and all power. Amen. For he must reign until he put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. For, amen, he has put all things under his feet, but when he comes, all things will be put under him. And it is evident that he who puts all things under him is accepted. Verse 28. Now, when all things are made subject to him, then the Son of Man himself will be subject to him who put all things under him, that God may be all in all. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Verse 29. Otherwise, what will they do who are baptized for the dead if the dead do not rise? So he's, he's making this uh, a doctrinal statement amen, to defend this erroneous concept concerning the resurrection of that. He's contending for the gospel. Amen, that's where we get the word apologetics. He's contending for the gospel. Verse 30, verse 30, and why do we stand in jeopardy every hour? I affirm by the boasting in you, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord, I die daily. If in the manner of men, I have fought with the beast of Ephesus. What advantage is that to me? If the dead do not rise, let's eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Thank you, Father. Our point scripture for tonight is a summation of all of that we've just read and our understanding of it. He makes this statement as a type of summation. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Evil company corrupts good habits. He says, awake to righteousness. Live to righteousness. Do not sin, for some do not have knowledge of God. I speak to, amen, this to your shame. Some who, amen, they do not have knowledge of God. That last verse, verse 33 and verse 34 in the New Living Translation, it says a little differently. Let's bring some clarity to that, and then we'll dive into our lesson on tonight. Verse 33 says, Do not be fooled by those, amen, who say such things. But, amen, for bad company corrupts good manner. Think carefully about what is right. Amen. Stop sinning. For, your, for to your shame, I say that some of you don't know God at all. Glory to God. You don't. I speak this to your shame. You, you don't know God at all because, amen, you are, 
You're confused about God kind of things. And you allowed yourself to be, amen, corrupted. Glory, that's it. You've allowed yourself to be corrupted by this erroneous doctrine, by this foolishness that has, amen, come about. Amen. One of the first things I have to say is that, amen, a finisher will always check his or her surroundings. A finisher will always check who they are associated with. Amen. For Amos 3 and 3 says, how can two walk together except they be, amen, agreed? Amen. So one of the most wisest things that a finisher, amen, can do is periodically check who they're hanging around. Amen. You have to be careful because evil company, amen, evil conversation, amen, it corrupts good manners. In uh, different versions, and I can't go through all of the names of the versions, but I'll just read, amen, uh, what I found. One version said, do not fool yourself or be deceived. Bad friends will destroy you. Glory to God, bad friends will destroy you. Another version says, do not let anyone deceive you. Associating with bad people will ruin, amen, with bad company will ruin deep, decent people. Associating with bad people will ruin decent people. Do not be deceived. Glory to God. Do not be deceived, amen. Don't let anyone fool you. Bad people, amen, make those who live good become bad. Don't, don't be deceived by it. Don't just think you can hang out with, amen, so to speak, dogs and, amen, don't get fleas. Don't, don't, don't deceive yourself. This bad company, amen, it will corrupt. Amen. It has a corrupting uh, effect when we have bad company. Amen. As a finisher, glory to God, you, amen, we cannot make our assigned destination if we travel with people who are not, check this out, like-minded like disciplined, like character, like morals, like morals. That's it. Glory, glory to God. The Bible said where well, there's no vision, the people perish. But happy is he that keeps the law. In other words, what the, what the verse is saying, you cannot make your destination and not have morals, not learn holiness. Glory to God, not learn holiness. So here's the point, amen, there is an assimilation by association. There's an assimilation by association. This is one of the benefits, beloved, as I, uh, since I'm thinking about this, of the fellowship. Hebrews 10 and 25 said, do not forsake the, assim the assembling of yourself as in the manner of some, but even more so as you see the day approaching. Amen. And so there's an assimilation as one of the benefits of the fellowship, one of the many I can't get too far off it on, on that, amen, is that we assimilate when we associate. We assimilate when we associate. We learn good behavior. We learn good holy character. We learn how to function and gift, and we learn prayer, amen, because we are associated with like kingdom citizens, amen. So how can you do that if you don't, amen, come to the fellowship? That's another point. That's, that's another conversation. Amen. To assimilate means to bring into conformity. It means to bring into conformity customs, attitudes, amen, of others. Praise God. And so as finishers, you have to be careful 
that the environment you are in is taking you to your destiny and not away from it. Hallelujah. It's taking you to your destiny. Amen. You're traveling on the road with that one river traveler, <laughs> glory, that has your habits, has your intensity, has your, amen, same direction, has a like spirit, glory to God, amen, and you encourage each other. You stir one another up to good works according to the word of God, amen. A finisher knows and understands that the journey is much easier when you have someone with you. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes, the fourth chapter, amen, verse nine, he said that two are better than one because their reward is better when you have somebody to share it with. Says that, amen, two are better than one because if one falls being by himself, he has no one to help him get up. Praise God. But if he fall having a friend, his friend can help him up. Amen. One by himself will freeze. By himself, he'll be cold. But but if he got a friend, they can warm one another. Glory to God. So two is, is, are better than one. Amen. And so we have to be careful, beloved, that we don't, uh, that we are not purposing to be with God. And at the same time, we are uh, surrounding ourselves with worldly behavior, with worldly behavior. That does not say we have to walk around arrogant like we're so much better than anyone. That does not say we can't associate. That does not say that we can't, uh, man, uh, uh, you know, speak and be cordial and blah, blah, blah. But if I'm trying to go somewhere, I'm trying to be somebody. I'm trying to fulfill the call that's on my life. Amen. For I have a God to serve. Praise God. And I got a, I got a charge to keep and a God to serve. Got a charge to keep. Amen. I can't, I can't go with them because Amen. They're not going where I'm going at the current time. They're not doing what I'm doing. My level of intensity is different. My level of intensity is different. You can't be in college, amen, wanting to be on the dean's list, and you hang around people who want to be on the D-list. Difference between dean list and D-list. D-list people open every party and close it. Glory to God. Those are the people that always make D's because their habits, their lifestyle, their, 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 there, amen. Uh, not the attitudes are not one that will finish. That is a that one that will finish. Glory to God, amen. So a, a a finisher, amen, will watch who he or she is in their personal space. That that can here's the key word influence them. Amen. That can in, influence them. Paul says to the church at Corinth that you're dealing with people whose doctrine, whose mindset is corrupted. And you can't associate with corrupt minds if you're pressing towards, amen, another direction because, amen, evil communication, amen, it will corrupt you. It will corrupt. Many have fallen by, by the wayside. Many have shipwrecked their faith. That's it. Glory to God because of the company they keep. And because, amen, they've done it by choice. Because they've done it by choice in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. And so a finisher has to understand that you can't just hang around with just everybody because you're going somewhere. You're going somewhere. Again, that doesn't make you like you're better than everybody else. That doesn't make you to be the, the top dog or nothing like that. All it's saying is I'm going somewhere. And if you're not going where I'm going, 
where I'm going, you and I probably can't walk that long together. Because Amos 3 and 3 said, how can two walk together except they agreed? Amen. The Psalm 1, the, amen. Psalm 1, in the New Living Translation says, all the joy are blessed of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but their delight is in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. And they are like trees planted along the riverbanks or by the waters, amen, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves neither wither and they shall prosper in all that they do. But the wicked or the ungodly are not so. Amen. They are like the chaff, the worthless chaff scattered by the wind, and they will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners, amen, have no place among the godly. For God will watch over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. Glory to God. And so we have to stay in the path that God has given us with like-minded, like-hearted, glory to God, like-destination people. Praise God. That's one of the habits of a finisher is the company that you keep. Glory to God is the company that you keep. Praise God. You can be corrupted by the company that you keep. Amen. The word corrupt is defined as to make someone or something become dishonest or immoral. Corrupted. Amen. To make someone or something to become dishonest or immoral. Amen. To corrupt. There's some people I like, but the, but they have the influence in my life to corrupt me. Glory to God with their ways. There's some things that can corrupt you that we like. We live vicariously to other people. And before you know it, you'll find yourself practicing that very thing. Amen. Glory to God. So at the same time, you're tempted by this corrupt manner. You wait, man, we are wasting time. We're wasting time in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. We are wasting time. Thank you, Father. So corrupt, uh, to be corrupted, amen, is to get you off track. Amen. If we are corrupted, it'll get us off track. Amen. It'll get us off track. In the book of Galatians, the fifth chapter, beginning at verse 7, Praise God. There's a word that we want to add to this. Amen. The same concept uh, as we have in 1 Corinthians, they were doing well until somebody, amen, uh, moved in and corrupted them with something opposite of where they had been taught in the truth. Same thing happened in the book of Galatians. Amen. Galatians 5 and 7, Paul says, you ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? You were running good. You were, in a, you were in a good stride. The New Living Translation says in verse uh, 7, Galatians 5 and 7 says, you were running, amen, the race so well. Amen. Who has held you back from following the truth? Continuing on in the New Living Translation says, it certainly isn't God, for he is the one, amen, who called you, amen, to freedom. This false teaching is like a little yeast it's spread throughout the whole batch of dough. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I'm And verse 10, he says, I'm trusting the Lord to keep you from believing false teaching. That's the only thing you can do is trust God that he will keep them from false teaching. You can't run in behind everybody. You can't put out every fire. 
Some things you just got to trust God for. For God would judge that person, whoever it is. Glory to God who has been confusing you. That's what it says in the New Living Translation. God would judge that person, whoever it is, that is confusing you. Amen. And so there were some things that were interjected that caused the church in Galatia, the northern southern churches of Galatia, amen, to be tripped up. You were running a good race. He says, man, what happened? <laughs> Glory to God. What, what, what happened? Amen. A finisher, when, it's run, when they are running a race, they stick to the pace. Amen. Not allowing to be infiltrated. Not allowing to be corrupted. Not allowing to be, here's another word, tripped up by those that are around them. There are some people that are sent by the devil. They are evil ones sent just to corrupt us, just to trip us up. Amen. There are evil ones that are watching your progress. Amen. That know as soon as you get to the place where God is calling you to be, you're going to be an enemy to your enemy. You're going to be, amen, an assigned assassin. And there is no way that the adversary is going to let you grow to that level of maturity. Amen. And then, and not, not try to stop you. The, amen. The enemy is not reactive. He's proactive. He's trying to stop you before you get there. Amen. Galatians 5 and 7 said, you were running, amen, the race so well. You were running good. Amen. Who, who held you back from following the truth? How did you get tripped up like this? Glory to God. Finishers refuse to get tripped up. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. A finisher refused to get tripped up. They have the habits. They have the lifestyle of one that is going to finish what God has assigned to them, signed each one of us to do. Glory to God. Amen. So this is, this is my last teaching on a finisher. But I want you to understand something, my brothers and sisters. Amen. That we have to develop habits that match our delight, that match our direction. Say again, we have to develop habits that amen, that will match, that will catapult us into our direction and our delight that we have received from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Without disciplines, without disciplines to match your delight, amen, our delight will just be good dreamers all of our life. With, amen, with lots of good intentions, about to. Glory to God, I'm a, I was, a, amen, about to do. As we say in the country, fixing to. We're fixing to do this. No. Amen. We can't live the, our life with all of those holdups. A finisher have habits. What are habits? Habits are an acquired behavioral pattern regularly followed until it becomes almost involuntary. A habit. Amen. A habit is an acquired behavioral pattern. This is something I have acquired. Here's the key word again intentionally, done its own purpose. Glory to God. I've recognized if I keep this habit up, it's going to take me where I'm going. If I keep this, this time of prayer anywhere from two to four hours a day, I recognize it's just taking me somewhere. If I stay in this word, glory to God, it's empowering me, teaching me how to go to warfare in the enemy, teaching me how to stand firm. Glory to God so that I can leap over walls and I can run through troops. Glory to God that I'm a, a man, an enemy to our, my 
enemy. I recognize that this behavioral pattern has to stay. I can't do a periodic glory, uh, a religious observation of fasting and prayer, reading the word, and then after 40 days, I go back to leaving, amen, uh, the way I was. No, 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 no. This is an acquired behavioral pattern, amen, regularly followed until it becomes almost involuntary. It's me. It's who I am. It's what I do. Glory to God. It's what, it's what I do. We sing that song, praise is what I do. Amen. I do it regardless of the situation, regardless of what's going on. Amen. I do it. Why? Because that's just who I am. I've developed a, a behavioral pattern I've done so regularly, it's involuntary. I wake up praying. I wake up seeking God because I recognize to have a childlike faith is going to get me to the destiny that he's called me to. Glory to God. I say this to you all, and I exhort you in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There are habits that finishers have. Let's finish. Let's get busy. Let's don't spend, amen, all of these blank days lost, amen, meandering around. The enemies of a finisher is laziness, complacency, and willful sinning. The enemies of a finisher is laziness, complacency, amen, and willful sinning. Sin has in its DNA, it comes with it, Amen. Sin has in its DNA this, uh, I guess I say unique, this kind of ability to cause the believer to become lost without purpose. Sin will always attack your prayer life and cause it to diminish. When your prayer life diminish, your power diminish. When your power diminish, you become more and more vulnerable to temptation more and more vulnerable to pop-up tests, more and more vulnerable, praise God, to not your daily, not meeting in daily worship and daily Bible study. Why? Because sin has this rottening effect in it. You can't do it. You can't take that fire in your bosom and not get burned. Praise God. You cannot take that fire in your bosom and then not get burned. That sin has a uh, disorientating effect where you, can't, you don't know where you are in God anymore. You don't know what to do, and you don't know where you start praying. I'm, I'd have gotten lost in prayer. I don't know where I should stand anymore. Why? Because sin has you lost, has you meandering around, has you confused, amen, has you ashamed, amen. Sin carries with this DNA as well, amen, this, this feeling of shame. Amen. I don't know where I am. I don't know what I'm doing. And then the saints, amen, say, well, bless the Lord. How are you? All is well. Glory to God. Amen. So one, one, one sin caused another sin. It's called lying. Glory to God. Oh, all is well. Praise God. I'm just, amen. God is good. Glory to God. No, you're lost. Amen. We're lost. We're disorientated. I need prayer because I fell in love with the enemy. I'm sleeping with the enemy. I fell in love with something that has me disorientated. I got off course right here. Praise God. It happens to us all. It happened to us all. Amen. Praise God. Habits. Let's develop habits. Hallelujah. Let's develop habits, those behavioral patterns that are followed so regularly it's almost involuntary. Finishers have good habits. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's be intentional every day. Glory to God. I'm going to say that again. Let's be intentional every day about our walk with the Lord. Praise God. 
Amen. Every day you ought to ask yourself at the end of the day, was I I a good finisher today? What did I do today to advance the kingdom? What did I do today to, amen, build me up in my most holy faith? What did I do today, amen, in word, in prayer? Did I meet with the Lord in prayer? What's my time of worship? Glory to God. Amen. So you got to have time of prayer. Uh, one other thing, and then I'm done. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I was in, I was uh, getting ready for prayer, and I was counting my time of, of in the praise and worship in with the prayer. God told me, said, now, do you want to do karaoke, or are you going to pray? Glory to God. Are you going to be carry? Are you going to sing along with the music, or are you going to talk to me? From that day forward, I could, I can no longer uh, have the music on while I am seeking God. I cannot have the music on while I'm seeking God because the Lord said, "You want to have? Do you want to have karaoke or sing along, or you're going to talk to me?" Says rude to sing while people are talking to you. Glory to God, Amen. So from that day forward. I cannot have, thank you, Father, hallelujah. I cannot have prayer and then also, glory to God, amen, have the music on at the same time. That's counted as praise and worship. So I may have praise and worship for 20 minutes, but I still got to do two hours, two to four hours worth of prayer with no music, just hearing from the Lord. Glory to God, amen. God said, you're going to have a sing-along and you're going to pray. Which one is it? But because your sing-along is not part of your prayer time. That's a praise and worship time. That's not prayer. That's a, amen, that's karaoke. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. And, but but I encourage you in the Lord. I'm excited tonight about what God has taken the church. Hallelujah. And and I, my heart desire and my prayer to God is that you will be purpose. Amen. To be disciplined. Have great habits. Come unto accountability. Bring a partner with you. Get in a group. Whatever it is. But amen. Stay so regular in that pattern until it's almost involuntary. Amen. And that y'all stir one another up for good works in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you tonight. I thank you for these that are hear me now and that the, that would hear later on. May their word be empowered. May it be strength. May, Father God, it be alive and impactful every time like it was the first time. And we bless you and we thank you. I pray, Father, that you will stir us up, build us up, strengthen us as people of valor, our internal bravery and strength. Father, that we have habits that take us to our destiny, habits that we may live circumspectly, habits so that we, amen, can rid ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit, amen, perfecting holiness. So good to us, almost involuntary. We just seek you unconsciously. In the name of Jesus Christ, we bless you. We thank you. We magnify you. We adore you. We lift you, our God, our King, our healer, our deliverer, the lifter up of my head. Father God, we bless you and we give you thanks, the healer of my soul. You alone are worthy to be praised. We thank you, Father, for what you're going to do in us, for us, and that you're going to do through us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we bless you for these saints. In Jesus' name, 